Before we turn to the word, I would like to I can't be a big blessing to people if I'm poor and broke and depressed and I don't feel good about myself. Are they which are persecuted for righteousness. I believe in a literal burning Bible hell just as strongly as I believe in a beautiful heaven. No, no, no. Not God bless America. The Bible means a lot to me, but I don't want to get into specifics. And pray this simple prayer, Lord, speak to me. So Sierra was trying to text somebody. Okay. But I guess she had two people with the same first name in her phone, and she doesn't text either of them a lot. Okay. One of them almost never, in fact. Okay. And that's the one that she accidentally texted. And I forget what it was about. It had something to do with COVID? Uh. But anyways, that person, the wrong person who received this message, uh-huh. took the opportunity as the perfect chance to proselytize to Sierra and explain to her all the good things that God could do for her in her life. I think that she oh, assumed. No. I think that she assumed because Sierra apparently believes COVID is real that she's not a Christian. <laughs> uh- <laughs> wait, wait, wait. So Sierra was trying to text COVID information to someone else? Yeah, it's had something to do uh- with like Someone had asked her something. Right. And she replied to the wrong person, basically. Wow. It was uh, like, I don't know how yeah. That I had a situation like that that was similar, but it wasn't, you know, it was just like, I had, uh, well, I have three people with my phone named Daddy. And then I. Have- <laughs> <laughs> I mean, wait, you know. so that's my cell, my home, and my work? Yeah, yeah. You know, none of them are my dad. But, uh, <laughs> and then, uh, and then I had two friends named Mike. Well, not even, well, I had one friend named Mike. Yeah, and then I had one that was like, you know, it's Chris's brother who I barely knew, sure. and I accidentally added him to the group chat. So uh, like the whole time I was like, yeah, bro, what are we doing this weekend? I, I was like, and then like like a year later I was like, wait a minute, is it? This is the wrong number. Why aren't you getting my text, Mike? <laughs> so uh, it would have been funny so if other Mike had just started showing up at these things. That would have been funny. <laughs> He's just been there. I'm like, He's like, you guys have been blowing up my phone for a year. I thought. <laughs> Am I not welcome at this bar mitzvah? I'm like, oh, yeah, I guess. <laughs> I brought uh, one of these little knife things. <laughs> Wait, that's sorry, that's a different celebration. Uh, yeah. Anyway, let's uh, let's. I mean, it's a recap episode, right? We're this is a Revelations yeah. podcast. I'm Grant Voiced. I'm Cole Delusky. and we're just gonna have a quick little ep for you today. Uh, going over the book of Esther, which we just finished last Sunday. We just finished Esther last Sunday. I, I, this is supposed to drop on Wednesdays because that's like, why do they, why is Wednesday church like a thing? Is it just because it's midway through the week? So, you know, it's like. Yeah. If you try to go more than three or four days without going to church, you're going to like end up raping <laughs> someone or something, right? Or the opposite. You're like, you're like, how am I, you know, how am I supposed to have access to children if I'm not at church as often as possible? Oh, no. <laughs> Uh, uh, because uh, what, uh, for context, from we're, we're both from Niceville, Florida, and the Methodist church that we went to growing up had fusion or whatever the fuck it was called when yeah, I was in high school. which was actually a good time, right? You hang out with your friends. They had coffee for some reason. Like yeah, I mean, the whole thing, thinking about it now, I, I don't know what to think about it. I mean, because we've mentioned before that, like, there would be pastors that would just like show up to our school at the lunch room yeah. to like be like hey you guys coming to fusion you come to church here's our pamphlet I'm like why are you thinking back now i'd be like why the fuck are you here 
Yeah. You know, like, why are you allowed in the building to do this? This doesn't make any sense. You know, I'm here to learn science. Get the fuck out. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, but, you no, gotta no, have your. Fuck those guys. They're not, they don't well, belong. No, no. Uh, I was gonna do a joke, but I guess you can no, show me do down. it. No, what, what is it? Well, like, a shepherd has to be in the pasture if it wants to shepherd sheep. A groomer has to be in the school cafeteria if it wants to groom children. <laughs> He's just looking over. It's, he just he just sees one of the girl eating too much. He's like, "No, nah, that's gonna turn south." I can tell. <laughs> uh, I'm looking for. Uh, that's why he's in the cafeteria. He's checking girls' caloric intake so he can oh, move from no. his last fat wife to his next fat wife. Yeah. Good, um, good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is that basic fact, mean. by the way. Like this that is, just got mean. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm glad he's dead. But yeah. uh, wow. <laughs> Did we I'm even sorry. talk about that yet? I'm sorry. Am I supposed to board the passage of pedophiles? No, I'm not. No, I'm not. That's no. not. I, I never shall. Except for Michael I think Jackson. it's funny that like uh, that in the obituary, it was like uh, he was a classmate of so and so, which of course that so and so was his father-in-law. <laughs> <laughs> Yikes! Yikes! Yeah. 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 Hey, remember when okay. we? Uh, <laughs> I would love it to be like, like you're just there for the family reunion, and it's just all back and forth. Uh, remember Miss Birkin's like, oh yeah, we got in so much trouble in that class. I was like, she's still, and, and she, and then I remember 18 years later when she taught my wife. You know, <laughs> oh no. Um, uh, so yeah, yeah so that's a breakdown of up. Wednesday church. Yeah, that's why we would go to church on Wednesdays. And it, it, it's one of those <laughs> things where I get, I don't know, I, I would assume my children aren't going to be dumb enough to be fooled by religion. You know, I don't think they'll be raised in it, so won't be yeah. susceptible. But because, like, for me, Wednesday church was just like ping pong, you know. And, yeah. And, and well, yeah, same. A, there was a Nintendo GameCube in the back and they had orange soda, which I was fucking. Oh, and I was horny as shit. Let's not leave <laughs> that part out. Oh, oh, yeah. I mean, talk about like. You're just surrounded by chicks, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I understand why the pastors do it. Shit. Yeah. Because, yeah. I mean, oh, I remember, like, let, let's be clear. Let's talk about the, the, the inherent grooming of the situation. We had a water balloon fight slash wet t-shirt contest in yes. the parking lot of the church. Who's who's setting that up? What Often. does that have to do with Jesus? Often. <laughs> yeah. You know, what's that about? You know, and then I they'd mean, be like, they'd have their, they'd, so, so t- the format, of course, would be that I think like at six o'clock, five, six, I think five yeah. o'clock was like volleyball. Yeah. And then six o'clock was like, okay, guys, finish up the basketball and the volleyball. We're going upstairs to party. And there'd be like pizza. That's when the pizza would show up. So everyone would move upstairs. Pizza, yeah. ping pong, video games, just dicking around. You know, soda was a dollar. And then at like 637, you would then go into like a small little room where the pastor would do like a 15 minute bullshit fucking. Yeah, magic tricks and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, guys, <laughs> do you think. Do you, do you think Jesus was cool? I think he was cool. <laughs> anyway, here's some guitar. You're like, oh, all right. What the fuck is this uh, shit? You know? Last thing before we really do need to get on to Esther. Um, <laughs> the dumbest thing I ever remember hearing in that room was he was talking about us hanging out with un- with non-Christians, right? All right. I'm like, sitting next to you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, you got to be careful doing that because think about it. And he like had someone come up and he had them stand up on like a stool. Right. And he goes, all right try and pull me up on this stool. And of course they couldn't. And he goes, but look how easy it is for me to pull you off. You see <laughs> all the non-Christians down here in the mud, they're going to pull you down in the mud with them. It was like, Oh, that's right. great. Right. Very healthy. Uh, right. Conversation. <laughs> to be fair. Uh, it's true. They used to do Coke. <laughs> they used to do Coke in the bathroom. So I'm not sure. Like, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, obviously, obviously these fucking degenerates. Yeah. What a yeah. stupid fucking message. 
Well, anyway, also don't hang out with gay people. But uh, <laughs> they said that, yeah, yeah. Because guess what? They'll pull you down to that gay sex. You won't want it. You'll be a good yeah. Christian boy, and then you'll start feeling them knocking on the back door. Oh no! What's and you're this? like, it's easier, and you'll be like, is it easier for me to get you to like pussy or for you to fuck my ass? And then you'll, <laughs> well, you'll find out, I guess. Uh, I don't remember that part, but guess I what? You. I can't find pussy, but I got an ass. So uh-huh. we'll see. Okay. Uh, yeah, Esther. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the church. Uh, yeah, let's talk about Esther. One of the books that uh, I don't think I've ever heard mentioned cover. I mean, I, I did a little bit of research before. Yeah. Uh, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Uh, did we introduce ourselves? This is the yeah. Revelations podcast. We already did that. We already did that. Did you? Oh. Yes. Anyways. Man, all this talk about Small speed sex. bump. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Got me all distracted, discombobulated. Um, yeah. Yeah, recap app, Esther. Uh, so, in summary, uh, Esther is a taut virgin girl. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, the the king of Persia has a minor domestic dispute. He tells her, hey, come over here. She says, I'm fucking not dressed. I'm not going. He's like, bitch, I didn't ask you. I don't want no fucking sass. Guess what? You're banished, and I'm going to find some tight pussy to go into yeah. with the boys. And he's not just going to find some. He's going to systematically check off every virgin in the kingdom, I guess, as far as I can tell. That is, I, I wonder if, I assume it was like, um, what's that American Idol, you know, where yeah. you, you have your initial judges, right? Like, they don't show this in the show. It makes it sound like every fucking Tom, Dick, and Harry just goes up in front of uh Yeah, 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 but there's like the semifinals and stuff. There's right, like but they don't, little, they don't ever show you like the lower the judges. Yeah, yeah, well... Yeah, when they come into town, there's a bunch of different judges, and they have to go through multiple levels before they go and before of a. Who's the Who's that dickish Simon? British Simon Cowell? I kept thinking Simon Stephen Cowell. Crowder, but that is not who that is. <laughs> but anyway, he'd be a better to, host, honestly. But anyway, yeah, but before they get to Simon Cowell, they have to go through a bunch of different steps. So I assume that's what you do. Like you just have you just have a bunch of guys who you're like, hey man, you know what I'm into. You just check them out, weed out some of the riffraff, get thirty or forty yeah. people. To kind of sort through them, and then the cream of the crop gets to juggle in front of me or whatever the fuck they can do. Do you think for because it doesn't really go into this? Do you think for the virgins this was like something they wanted to do? I mean, you get to be oh, the queen, yeah, yeah, right, yeah, of course. I just I don't know. It's like because what happened in the last one, you know? Uh, it's kind of scary. I mean, I guess he didn't kill her. That I we mean, know of. well, we don't know what happens to her. She's banished and her title is stripped. Yeah. I mean, King David, when he says get fucked, he's like, I'm not even, I'm not getting rid of you. I'm keeping you locked away and you don't get no fuck no more. Yeah, yeah. except for my son, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, except for my son does it. No, wait, which one am I thinking of? I'm thinking of uh, Saul's daughter. Oh, yeah, Mikal. Mikal, yeah. yeah, who he yeah. was like, yeah, I'm going to steal you from your husband and I'm going to lock you away and I'm not going to have sex with you. So, yeah. yeah, biggest piece of shit ever. Biggest piece of shit ever. Uh, so better than that, man, where he's just like, you know what, you're out of here. But we don't know what happened. Or I don't think she died, but she she might have remarried and had a decent life with a guy yeah. who doesn't throw raging parties for half a year and then, you know, demand her yeah, some loser fucking pissed drunk to walk into a bunch of lecherous rapist. Hmm. They're but okay. Whatever. Wait, I mean, that's very distinctly different. Yes. Jesus Christ. What's the difference? Like, the, okay, one's right. and one's Okay, they speak different languages. They're from different parts of the planet. Uh, I can. I mean, 
they, they still fight today. Serbia is right. Well, I learned something new today. I just know what they look like, you know, and I can't tell the difference. Fine. Well, they speak. I think normally and and huh or something like that. Speak. I thought they all just spoke. Yeah. Well, you thought. I'm glad you're thinking, at least. I don't know. They should put some cameras up there. I have no idea what's going on over there. They should. Okay. Is there not wildlife over there? Because I've never seen the BBC do a show there. No, ever since Balaam's donkey situation, they got rid of him. All right. Okay. That's all I watch is nature documentaries. So I never saw it. They have I never snakes. Seen... Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. And like lions, I think. This is this is not productive conversation. <laughs> well, <laughs> so anyway. Esther is such a short book. We need these little tangents. Right, to keep right, it alive. right. So anyway, anyway, he's like, I gotta find a new wife. In the Veggie Tales version, Esther's like, No, I like being poor. Don't make me go. But you know, I, I assume, I assume she like didn't even fucking look back. She's just like she's just like mopping up piles of shit from because they poop in the middle of the floor. You know, and sure. then like the guy's like, hey, he's looking for virgins. Does anyone want to marry the king of kings? She's like, she just doesn't even, she doesn't even like put the mop away. She just drops it where she's at and then walks out yeah. the door. It's a real yeah. Cinderella story. I mean, almost literally exactly a Cinderella story. I mean, it is. It, it's very much, um, it, it is a Cinderella story. She leaves her podunk poor fucking life. She goes off with yeah. a bunch of uh, snipped eunuchs, you know, and they doll her up and they teach her how to dance or whatever the fuck and then trot her out in front of the king. Yeah. You know? Do you think that there was a single virgin in the country after this contest? <laughs> I I mean, you have to assume it's corrupt. Like, there has to be the guy that's like, hey, you know, like, he sees this fucking chubby ankles girl walking. He's like, well, that's yeah. not going to do it for the king of kings, but it does it for me. And he's just like, yeah. hey, listen, 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 listen. I got to sway in with the judges. If you come with me to this closet... Yeah. Then we can work something out. He's not going to know if you're a virgin or not. I mean, yeah. yeah. The science. Then he throws her out of the throws her out of the bus and speeds off. I've seen this video. <laughs> it's just some some Mesopotamian Harvey Weinstein situation. He's like, come up to the Hyatt. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, the king. Do you think the king smashed star. everyone? Um, All the ones that made it to his level. Like, do you I, think that's what they were doing on their meeting day? It is weird because I don't think, and I don't know, it, and I don't know because. It's not really mentioned in the Bible anywhere, and I, I didn't do any other research. I don't think the Persians, especially the King of Kings, gives much of a shit about preserving the virginity of his potential future wives. Yeah. And as we all know, the kind of... Well, let's speculate. So so if they well, remember make it, the tent in 300 when they went in the tent? Oh. It was like... Right? Like, it was just an orgy at all right, times. Right, right. Probably, so, probably, probably. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's a hunchback who's done you a favor, so you bring him <laughs> in, you know. Uh, but uh, I, I think... So, yeah, so so following back up the story, so she gets selected, and the final selection is they have to spend a night with Xerxes and try to wow him, which I'm not... I don't ever really watch like dating shows like The Bachelor, The Bachelorette. I, I've seen enough like gifs and shit on Reddit and, and clips and stuff where I guess I can kind of assume what it's about. You know, it's a lot of people sitting in hot tubs being like, "I'm a stewardess," and he's like, "Oh wow, she seems really smart." You know, yeah. Um, she's like, you know, vaccines cause autism. He's like, "Ooh, okay." She's kind of like a healthcare professional, you know, something like that. Um, 
But so I I, I don't know. I'm, I'm assuming that's what it was, like a hot tub. And then he's like, hey, can you juggle? You know, and she's like, yeah, check this shit out. He's like, all right, I'll cork that bottle of wine. And she's like, boop. And he's like, damn, she's she can do anything. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. What, right. what, what, okay. what, what would you do? You're the king. You've got to wade through 300 virgins and they have to sort of figure some way to entertain you from 6 p.m. to 6 a.m. before they got to get the fuck out. What do you? What do I? Have? <laughs> do you, well, I mean, they have their own little. Sh- they have their own little show they put on. It's planned, right? Right. I so don't know. I would imagine first I let them act it out, and then I fuck the shit out of them and send them away. <laughs> I mean, come on. Yeah. What yeah. else you gonna do? I mean, you gotta take it for the full test run. You know what I mean? Yeah. Obviously, I would make sure she was into it. King, <laughs> king of kings or not, consent still. I would Top think so, mind. but that you know, I would think that if you're the king of kings, you don't have to rape. But that's what we also well, said about Bill Cosby. Or is everything a rape if you're the king of kings? A la oh, Bill Clinton, Monica Lewinsky. Yeah, that's true. Hmm. You know, hmm. even the consent is implied to not be consent. Right, right. I mean, are you going to turn me down, bitch? Walking over yeah. here in the middle of the night, you know what you're doing. Yeah, you're in, you're literally in know. a competition. Of who is going to fuck me for the rest of my life. You're not going to. You know, I, w- I would argue. Now, granted, this is a modern interpretation. This is getting off the, the rails. But uh, almost no sex was like what we would consider to be legitimate today. You know? <laughs> it's all like, basically it's not like, rape, I would think. Yeah. Uh, I mean, well, yeah, because if you consider the fact that like most marriages were like assigned. Yeah. But anyways, that okay. Now we've covered the first what three verses of Esther, so let's try and <laughs> well, move the, on. Well, the intro to the story, you know. So ba- basically, she has to enter a competition to become queen. She's and, and this is probably, I guess, one of the overarching themes. Like, it's one of the weaker points, but I think this is like how the Bible claims it's a feminist. You know, in a very sort of <laughs> it's the um, misogynist version of feminism. You know. Where it's like, look at what a what a brave. This is a this is a female centered uh, book showing what a brave and wise. It's all about how she's so clever and witty and, and smart and charming and through. You know, it's not just because she has a rocking set of tits. You know, yeah. It's it's yeah. she's like oh she's clever and she uh, unlike some of the other contestants she like has a head eunuch that like guides her and she takes his advice. And, yeah, she's smart. Basically, yeah, she, like it definitely leads. With her body and face, but then we're like, oh, by the way, she's not no bimbo. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. I mean, and I think that's kind of the other theme is that, like, the original wife was cast aside from her unwise decision to disobey True. her husband, you know. So it's yeah. kind of like, oh, through the grace of her brain, she knew how to bring him the perfect sandwich, you know. And yeah. Like, okay, that's kind of, I guess it's almost a feminist tale. Yeah, I guess. I mean contextually very much so almost right. you know yeah for sure that uh for the times this would have been incredibly but you know ruth already kind of did it although ruth was more pathetic i don't know uh, ruth was more pathetic i mean the it lady was still... that killed that guy with a spike now that's a feminist <laughs> tale yeah wait what what remember the lady that killed some general with a tent spike oh um, right right but that was like uh yeah that was like a vague story i recall and there was yeah. also the lady that, like, um, the old woman, where I think it was David who, like, chased him to the wall. And he yeah. was like, hey, get rid of that fucking guy. I think it was some Benjamites or something that disobeyed him or something. And they're like, yeah. we just want to kill the general. And she's like, I got this. I know how to cut off a fucking head. Yeah. I'm Jewish. And while we're talking about women, we should talk about animals, too. Those dogs that ate Jezebel, they rock. Yeah. 
right. <laughs> they are cool. But, you know, whatever. So I guess it's a feminist tale. I don't know. Um, yeah. But uh, so she she wins the competition. She becomes the queen of everything. And then there's a gap of five years. When we next come back to the story, you know, it's this whole thing where Mordecai's like, oh, I'm not going to bow to the second in command. And the second in command's like, I'm going to do a holocaust. And Esther basically gets convinced to, like, come out of her fucking palace to, like, help things out. She seduces the king, traps uh, Haman with her wits, and then turns the tables and does a reverse holocaust. The Jews are safe. And that's basically the story. Yeah. You know, we can talk about some of the themes throughout, but... Sure. So, speaking of themes, let's talk about the big one. This is a fucking mess of a drama. Um, <laughs> for me, it's just such an obvious piece of fiction. It's written like fiction. Um, well, obviously, a lot of the Bible is, but not, I think, to this extent. I, I, yeah, it... I think any scholar would point to this as being a historical fiction. And we can kind of get into that right now of like, did this happen? It doesn't seem like it could have happened. It uh, didn't happen. The, Let's say that. The, the, I, I'm confident from my readings that our Xerxes is Xerxes the first. At least it's yes. meant to be. Like they are referencing Xerxes the first. If they're telling, if the, even if this is a fiction, they're saying like, oh yeah, it was Xerxes the first. This is still, though, like, less accurate than, what, Henry V, the Shakespeare? I uh, guess. I mean, I you know, like, it, it, to me, Which was like, also very inaccurate. If you're talking about, like, prototypical historical fiction, I, I think of, like, um, like the Three Musketeers series, you know? Okay. Where yeah. Cardinal Richelieu, the villain of the story, is definitely a real dude. The sure. The wars and things that happen did happen. The, the three musketeers, these guys that did the things and won these lords and whatever, and, and their adventures didn't happen. You know what I mean? Yeah. The, the, those are fiction inside a time that did exist, referencing characters that did live. Although it is pretty crazy that, like, nothing going on with the Greeks gets mentioned in the story. <laughs> I guess, but I don't know how much that mattered to Xerxes. I mean, it is – his father did lose the war. He did yeah. be like, hey, we're going to fight with – uh, the Greeks, but also it's from the point of view of Mordecai and Esther, two Jews who are loosely related to anything. I, I, I don't even think – I think it's reasonable that Esther would have no fucking clue that there was a war going on in Greece, you know? Yeah, Her, her job is to suck her man dry every night. That's true. That's yeah. definitely true. I wonder – yeah, I wonder if, like, how involved he was with the – you know, obviously – um. It's hard to say. I don't. Th- I haven't read a lot about his warring. Like, was he actually going out to the battles? Was he more just calling neither shots Darius back nor home? Xerxes would have no. left, and that was a far distance. They would not have left the capital where they needed to sure, maintain sure. control. They would have sent their generals and their armies to do it. That makes sense. Yeah, uh, so I could see it maybe not being that big of a deal. And if I'm not mistaken, the reason the first Persian-Grecian War ended was because Darius I died from, like, unrelated. He just died. And the army had to return because they had to elect the new leader. Ah. Which you kind of see in the beginning of um, 300, maybe? Or uh, I can't remember which one. There, There is a scene, oddly enough, the events of 300 and whatever that 
the sequel was? Was it also called 300 or like Rise of Smart or some shit? Something. Whatever. About like, um, I think his name is Themistocles, the naval general. It doesn't matter. This is all, none of this matters. I, I think it's Themistocles who was the uh, um, Athenian naval general who actually fought at Marathon and then later led the Navy to uh, defeat the Persians in the sea battle. Um, yeah. Outside of Thermopylae. doesn't matter. Anyway, but my point was is that the, the army had to recede from Persia, I believe, because of – or recede from Greece because of the death of Darius. You know, they, they didn't really – they didn't lose a particularly they, – they lost Marathon. They had to come back. Okay, hey, Xerxes I is now king. And he's like, oh, by the way, I haven't forgot about Greece. Let's go get them. But he wouldn't have yeah. left, I don't think. I don't think – Yeah, and any... it was probably just some fucking backwater to them. I mean, sure, they were obviously able to put up a fight, but I don't – it didn't matter. Like – I feel like his expansion into Greece wasn't probably that important. I mean, because you have to expand through Turkey and then through Greece to get into Europe. So it it had. Yeah, which was nothing at that. Europe was nothing then. Yeah, yeah. I mean, when you're invading Asia and taking over Egypt, like India and stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I don't know. Did did, did Persia ever extend into India? I don't know anything about the eastward expansion. Yeah, yeah. They they got to India. Yeah, whatever. Uh, I mean, whatever. But my point is, is that it. As far as like, hey, why wouldn't the this book reference a very famous battle and war that most people know of anyway? Uh, I, I think is because Greece is important to Western culture, and this is Eastern. You know. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. I, 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 Which is why it's a it's a big deal in like pop culture. Like we know who Thermopylae was and yeah. what the battle of Thermopylae was and, and the Spartans and things like that. But I, I kind of almost wonder if Esther would have ever even heard of the Greeks except in like passing or thought of it as being significant. And certainly because it's all pre Alexander, like that's when the Greeks mattered, which is going to be what in a few hundred years or something, a couple hundred years. Uh, yeah, because the Persians maybe just a hundred, the Persians roll over Macedonia on their way to Greece. And then it is after the second Persia Grecan war that Alexander sort of takes the reins. Um, yeah. Before he Anyways, by. whatever. This is all. I love our like super, or like, and not only that, but like we're only like maybe fifty percent accurate. About well, I, I, I know. I, I, I'm speaking of things I, that I, I know. Not to be dangerous, but right. not, I, I couldn't yeah. tell you what uh, Alexander the Great's father's name was, even though I, I know the general gist of that transition yeah. of power and stuff, and how he built his army and stuff. But, but either way, the point is, I think Alexander the Great is alive right now as a child. I would imagine so. Okay. And then it won't be, it'll be much, much later. And, and honestly, the Persians suffer many. By the time you get to Artaxerxes II, uh, I think they've already lost Egypt at that point, And gotcha. the, the, the empire is withering away. Um, Philip. I don't, huh? Ah, Philip. Philip. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, anyway. Anyway, so. none of this matters. But if you're asking the question, why, if this is Xerxes I. Why isn't this in the story? Why isn't the battle of Thermopylae and, and the Greeks losing and that being part of it. Cause uh, yeah, it, it could easily have. Well, I don't even mean, I don't even mean the battles necessarily, but just like the, the Greeks, just the idea of them, like that they're right. not, Oh, Hey, there was also this war going on. You know? I don't think the Greeks were ever invaded into Persia though. I mean, no, but it was, uh, again, that was the only front I think where there was this much turmoil. So you would expect to hear something I would think, but again, I get why we wouldn't. This is kind of granularly focused on, you know, the Jews in Persia during this well, time. They one, probably don't give that much of a shit. One, it's a fiction, right? 
Well, yeah, that's so my point. It's not like it's not like it's a documentary. It, it, it could have been, you know, like when she's talking to Haman and he's like, yeah, she's like, what's going on? I want to invite you to a banquet. He's like, yeah, I just lost all of fucking Greece. So I, could, I could go for a barbecue. It could have been mentioned. Yeah. Then, like, I would imagine that a lot of Jews are also being conscripted. Uh, I would think. I don't think there's a lot of Jews. You know what I mean? Uh, you know what I mean? Like, no, you've got was... you, you, you've got you've got the Turks and you've got Asia and you've got all these other. I mean, you've got tons of people to then transfer into the Mediterranean to fight wars. I, I think it's entirely possible that what was basically a bunch of street urchins might not have been aware that there was a massive war slash failure. And it's also entirely possible that they wouldn't have heard about the failure, you know, because they would have controlled what media was given to people who can't fucking read. Yeah, fair enough. It'll be interesting when we get into, like, Daniel, who has a lot more to do with, like, Persian kings and stuff. Hmm. Um, if we get maybe some interesting perspectives on that. Well, but this is anyway. post-Babylonian captivity. Yeah. I thought Daniel was during the Babylonian captivity. Yeah, he is. He's like during Darius, I think. Yeah. So, but which would still, you know, open up the door for. I guess whatever. But yeah. well, whatever. Let, let's talk about. Uh, did this shit happen? It didn't. You know, like, no. or I guess I don't know. I, I maybe there was a queen who was Jewish to a to a Persian king at one point in time. It seems weird to lie about that. I mean, the the, the source of this story is a scroll. That yeah. is just part of the books, you know, it, it might as well have just been a story. And you know? So for what, thousands of years, basically, Christians have been trying to link this to reality, Christians and Jews, and oh, yeah. everything they've come up with has been undermined by other Christian scholars being like, no, sorry. Yeah, we would love for this to be true, too. But that's not good evidence. You know, talking about like your Magi thing, talking about like this mentioning of some Moloch or uh, whatever the fuck. Uh, sound like Mount Marduk, Marduka, Marduka. Yeah, like, okay, well, there was these two Marduka guys who one was at the gate. That could, you know, it's all fucking like really baby brained takes, basically. I, I think it's a. Uh, I also think that it undermines the existence of God in general if this didn't happen, kind of. Yeah. Like, the idea of God is, like, a lot of these things are unbelievable. Well, and not the God, but the, is, the biblical accuracy, I would say. But yeah. Well, I meant like the events are jokingly unbelievable, you know. Sure. And yeah. and the the I forget the fucking name of the word. Maybe I have it. There's a word for the term here. I'm gonna look it up. It's in my browser history. Uh, <laughs> porn, porn, porn. And, uh, <laughs> Thank you for making the joke for me. Uh, Parapachewa. Parapachewa. Parapara. Parapara. Perpeti. The anglicized form is peripety. Peripety is a reversal of circumstances or turning point. So, you know, you're kind of climax. Like, the Jews are about to be destroyed, everything's in place, and then there is a turning point where everything gets turned on its head, and then the Jews are now destroying their enemies. Yeah. So, it's a classic literal uh, phrase that Liter is based on a Greek word. From yeah, Greek storytelling. Oh, which I think there's probably a lot of crossover. Um, probably, and a lot of the Bible was written in Greek. A, a and reversal stuff. of situation, you know. Uh, but you, you know, so I, I guess my point is like I, I don't know. I'm just loosely connecting this to like the Q people, you know, where okay. they were like, of course the military is going to show up, and of course Trump is going to like 
enact martial law. And of course, it looks like everything's on its head and he's lost all these cases and it looks like he's about to lose the election. But trust me, before January 20th, something's going to happen that turns it all on its head and all his enemies are going to get arrested and he's going to become president. It's going to work out. This is what God does. Yeah, trust um, the plan. Yeah, you know, so trust the plan. So trust like God. trust the, the plan. Yeah, the story of Esther it kind of is like, well, yeah, that's what God does. This is this is part of the whole thing is that he does do that shit. He 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 creates these s- stories with all his magic and power because he's paying attention to every little goddamn thing on the planet. And he's like, aha, well, I'm going to make it seem like this guy thinks he's one because I like fucking with people's heads, you know? It wouldn't just be enough for, like, the Jews to just get to power. There has to be this thing where it's a fucking game and then they, they reverse Holocaust, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. That it's just so silly in its proportions. And right. it's, yeah. But also, like, you. that's what he does. Like, that's what it's supposed to be like. It's not just like the fact that it's unbelievable is the point. Like, sure, it's unbelievable. The only way it could happen if there is a god and he's pulling the strings in the background, you know. Gotcha. Against gotcha. the Persian deep state. <laughs> yeah, it's a fair comparison. Yeah. So that, that's uh, what it made me think of. Yeah. All right. What else we got? I feel like there's not a lot else to be said about this book. That's not just literally recapping it. Well, let's uh, because, let's let's talk like, about the moral aspect of the peripety. You know, uh, okay. If we were to like write this for children, and I've seen this story presented to children, and a lot of people know the Book of Esther. It seems like when I talk around, you know, like, yeah, oh, just yeah, not maybe Esther, some of the, the specifics about the clever Esther who turned the tables and protected the Jews. I'm like, that's kind of it. It also it is, is literally it. <laughs> it also, but like, if if you were to take this tale into modern times. And let, 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 let's actually put it to an actual state. Let, let's put it towards Trump. Let, let, let's, let's compare it to the Trump, the, this recent okay. election in Trump. Like, if it was compared to modern times, and then at the last second, Trump was like, by the way, I declare martial law, and we're also going to go into the house of every liberal and kill every man, woman, and child, and murder pregnant women and stab them to death. Yeah. It wouldn't be like, oh, God, God's so great. He, he, he turned their favors at the last second. They thought they were down and out, and then through God's grace, they solved it. You'd be like, there was a lot of kid murder in there. you know. Yeah, well, okay, to be fair, at least the way that it words it in Esther is that all the people who were killed were people who were conspiring to kill the Jews. I, right? They were all kind of ex- excited. This is more like if the Jew, if right before the Holocaust kicked off. If right. the Jews loaded all the Nazi party members into the camps and killed them instead, which would be fine, <laughs> I, <laughs> roughly. I guess so. I, 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 I'm going to reread the verse because in my mind, I thought it was like men show up. Men show up and are like, hey, we're here to kill the Jews. The Jews kill them in that battle. They turn the tables then and there, and then they push past that and are like, okay, we now know who was trying to kill us. Let's go to their homes and finish them off. Yeah, Which but it is a very different and women. moral context. Yeah, all it says is, on this day, the enemy of the Jews hoped to get power over them, but the tables returned, and the Jews got the upper hand over those who hated them. The Jews assembled in their cities and all the provinces of King Xerxes to attack those determined to destroy them. So every time that it says who they're killing, it's people that were literally actively planning on killing Jews. So it's more, it's not the parallel to what they had planned. They're not wiping out a race. They're killing anyone. This is like saying, 
This is like when what you're doing is whenever Republicans are like, oh, Republicans are treated as bad as the Jews in the Holocaust, right? Didn't someone just fucking say that? Uh, uh, some Gina idiot. Carone from yeah, Gina Carano just said that. Carano, yeah. So that's that's kind of how you're equivocating. It's like, well, no, Republicans that are getting mis you know shamed in the media chose to do Republican things. Jews in the Holocaust didn't choose to be Jews. They were born that way. Right. So I think it's not. It's not um, parallel. These these are the people that were actively conspiring to kill them. Doesn't say anything about killing their children, although I'm sure every now and then it happened on accident. <laughs> I mean, you storm, you storm into someone's house, I mean, you, you swat them, the dog might die. <laughs> maybe it's more like <laughs> maybe it's more like a bunch of Antifa were like showing up, and like a bunch of Republicans like we're gonna go fucking bust up some Antifa. We're gonna go Tifa hunting, and then as they show up, it turns out the Antifa actually wised up and bought guns this time. Instead of just showing yeah. up with fucking bike chains and wrenches. But, uh, you know, and they're like, we got you. And, you know, we were just here to just do our business. And you guys are trying to show up to start some shit. And now you're all going to die. You'd go, yeah. okay, I guess. I don't know. I, okay, maybe maybe if the context is a bunch of people rose up, got out of their fucking houses. If they had just stayed at home and jerked off, no harm would have come to them. But the fact that they showed up to murder Jews, they got they fucked around and then they found out. Which Yeah, it, I mean, it specifically okay. says... In the capital city, the Jews killed and destroyed 500 men. They also killed the sons of Haman, but it doesn't even say anything about his wife, which, like, that would be an easy one to mention if they killed her. Oh, yeah, and I would have done it. Yeah, so I think it's it does seem At to be just sort of like the men who intended violence to the Jews, which, I mean, I guess again, maybe overkill, but... Eh, I guess my eh. question is, if this had happened during the time of Jesus, if you compared yeah. the way... Esther and Mordecai handle this versus how Jesus would have handled it. Is it consistent, do you think? Uh, no, of course not. But it's also, I mean, we're going to get into that later and some of the differences between the covenant. Like, we're talking about the covenant of of uh, Old Testament and New Testament. The fact that there isn't a chosen people under Jesus' covenant, right? So, kind of the whole eth ethnostate idea gets thrown out the window, for Christianity. Everyone can come to become a Christian. Jews is a very different situation. And I mean, it reflects the harsher world that they existed in to some extent. Right. They're God's chosen people. They worship their God. They are connected by their blood. And, and everyone else fucking did the same thing. Ethnic. Well, of course, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I guess, I don't know. This is one of those things that comes up where, yeah, obviously, I, I mean, I think, it, I think at this point we can probably say, like, obviously... There is no God. And obviously the Bible is a <laughs> work of fiction that is a way of contextualizing and justifying the existence they live in right now, you know, and also sort of the suffering. And we've seen that in a couple of chapters where they basically are explaining their fucking shitty lives through this yeah. book, yeah. you know, um, cause yeah, if God's all powerful, could he do this, 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 and that, that's kind of one of the things I see that like. Like, I never really heard the definition of now, anyway, at least with Christians. When you're like, oh, well, if God exists, why is he letting children in Africa die of AIDS when they're seven and being eaten to death by yeah. flies and shit like that? And I've never heard anyone say, oh, because they're shit. Because they don't worship God, you know? Like, the Jews would be like, oh, it's because we're garbage. That's why we suffer. because we, we suck. And God hates sure. us. Yeah. Uh, and that is... Uh yeah, that's the abstract take on Esther there, right? We're talking about some themes, some ideas, some... Morality, and this is just uh, a bullshit side story. Up? I'm not quite sure what any of this matters towards the narrative. I mean, like as far as like the narrative of the Old Testament, you know, from Adam and Eve to like 
the state of Israel, you know, Egypt, and then to the state of Israel, and then the Babylonian captivity, and then kind of their loose sort of city-state yeah. with their governors and under control of the Persians. I, I don't – I'm not quite sure why this book is really in there except as like a, a jerk-off to some fantasy femdom story or whatever the fuck. <laughs> sure. Uh, I would have liked it if like later like she was like, all right, now Xerxes, now jerk off on my high heels. And he was like, okay. Ooh, nice. You know? I mean that happened. Oh, yeah. Like I would love, I need. Uh, it would be great if there's like a Columbo into it. Like <laughs> all this Hammond stuff goes down, all the Jews turning the tables thing go down, and so she's like, "Well, I'm glad I could please you, my queen." And he starts walking out. She's like, "You know, there's one more thing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna use your face as a toilet." He's like, "Ah, right. right, yeah, that's a uh, uh, that's about." The, the I do want to talk about kingdom. using people's face as a toilet because I saw a game today on no. Steam that was recommended. No. Me, but let's let's finish no. this app. Let's finish this app. What's our New Twitter handle? Well, we don't have a Twitter handle right God now. Damn it! We'll figure it out. Rant. But you can still email us at uh, you can email us at revelationspodcast at gmail dot com. Uh, I got recommended this game on stream on Steam. That are you going to tell me about a toilet face game? Uh, that's part of it. What the fuck was it called? <laughs> uh, this is for me, not for you. <laughs> uh, I think I I don't know if it's in my history or whatever. Uh, Discovery Q. I don't know how to find it. It was called like Hentai Femdom the Game University. Oh. It was called Hentai Femdom University or something like that. I don't even know where to okay. find it anymore. It was recommended <laughs> to me, which I was like, what? You know, like, how do you know what, what I like more than I computer? like? You know? Yeah. Has <laughs> Damon's been on the computer, my dog? <laughs> that naughty dog. Um, that's not me, you guys. Someone hacked me. Um, yeah, but I guess it's a video game. I didn't. I, I was like, well, I'm not paying because it was like thirty bucks. I was like, well, that's too much money to try something out. Uh, but I was. It really piqued my fucking interest. Apparently, it's like a Pokemon style game, like open world <laughs> sim game where like what? they chase you like an RPG, like Final Fantasy. I saw some videos, some video reviews, and it just showed him like running away, and then like the girls catch him, and then an animation starts where they just start pissing on your face and like stepping on your balls and stuff. I was like. What? <laughs> Why? Check it out. Hentai Femdom University, something like that. I don't know. Uh, I saw. I started looking at. Well, hold on. I bet if I look through my history, because I looked up. I, I just started watching reviews on YouTube because I could not wrap my head around the whole fucking thing. But I want to give a a shout out to our fans. If I Google, why? Let's <laughs> go my history. Where is this thing? Oh, God, we just lost all. We just lost all five of our it's listeners. Called, it's called. Uh, <sighs> Hentai Femdom Sim Femdom University. And I looked up the trailer on, like, I was like, I gotta know everything about this. <laughs> like, I can't. Is anyone streaming it? Can I go on Twitch and find this? I couldn't. I'm sure that's not on Twitch. <laughs> <laughs> but it's all just like, it's it's an entire game where you're running around a university trying to fight your way out, I guess, from the trailers and the, the, the brief gameplay videos. And if they catch you and beat you in combat, then they piss all over your fucking face and, like, step on your balls and stuff. And obviously someone likes this shit. I mean, I don't. 